and welcome to episode number 217 of the Lions Podcast. My name is Matt Brown, joined by Stephen Andrus. You can follow him on the Twitter machine at Stephen Andrus1. You can follow me at Matt Brown M2. And of course, head over, subscribe, rate, review. If you're listening to this on the audio side, if you're listening on the video side of things, go ahead and hit the subscribe button down on YouTube. We really do appreciate that as well. Guys, we're going to uh, give us give you some some overarching thoughts on just betting golf the rest of the season. We're going to talk some NBA draft as well. We're going to look right now into some news and notes here coming out of the NFL. And listen, I I understand it is the end of June. We're not going to get NFL games until September. I'm very well aware. However, there Erroneous, might be some. Matt. Erroneous. There there might be some of these numbers that are out there that you're, you know, listen, before training camp starts, before buzz starts, before all the things like that, you might want to get some of these numbers in your account and then you can go from there. Right. I mean, listen, if you have some of these numbers and you want to buy off later on down the line, that is something you can do. So I, I, uh, I am always looking in advance, right. Of, of what to do. We'll also take a look at the, the very early NBA odds for next season after the Warriors have now hoisted their fourth trophy in eight years. It is uh, pretty amazing what they have done there in San Francisco. But yeah, let's kick things off here. First bit of news, uh, Stephen, you and I, uh, we've talked about on this pod that we were going to be, you know, we were looking at least at the beginning to fade the Browns because we had assumed that we would be looking at least at some sort of suspension for Deshaun Watson, if not a season long suspension for Deshaun Watson and then here on again Tuesday June the 21st news comes through this morning that he has settled 20 of the 24 lawsuits that are against him and so this is now coming down to it looks like he's trying to fast track this get let the NFL go ahead and make a decision on if they want to do something from a personal conduct standpoint or whatever but it looks like he's trying to make it to where there's not going to be any looming cases any longer over to Sean Watson. And, and if that's the case, I don't know if we're going to be looking at a year long suspension for him. I was kind of leaning towards that. I thought they would make an example of him. I thought it'd be one of those deals where you've got 24 lawsuits against you. You know, hey, look, you're making the league look bad. We're going to go ahead and 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 suspend you for a year. But, you know, listen, if if, if he gets all these taken care of, I don't know, three, four games, something like that. I disagree with you. I still think we're looking at at least half the season here. I, I mean, this is too little too late in my mind. He could have done this last offseason. He could have done this in the middle of last season when he was sitting out every game for the Houston Texans. And listen, uh, better minds are going to are go, going to disagree on this situation. You're going to have a million different opinions on this. Mm-hmm. What we do know is that there are still four outstanding, four that at this point in time have not agreed to keep everything confidential. The other 20 have agreed to keep it confidential. But they also, most of them, or at least a lot of them, to my understanding, have already talked to the NFL. So mm-hmm. they have all of the testimony from a lot of these uh, plaintiffs against Deshaun Watson. So from a number standpoint, as we record this on June 21st, Matt, you can't bet on any futures on the Cleveland Browns. I mean, it, it's they're still twenty-five to one to win the Super Bowl. They're thirteen to one to win the AFC, plus two seventy-five to win the AFC North. Even if Deshaun Watson happens to only be suspended for you know four to six games, like you think at this point, I can't bet those numbers. I mean, there's yeah. a good chance we might get a better number 
during his suspension if the Browns lose a few games. So um, it's it's a no action situation right now for me with the Cleveland Browns. And I am still skeptical that he's not going to be suspended for at least half the season. And I just my humble personal opinion do still think a full season is on the table. And perhaps obviously if that happens, he would definitely appeal that. Yeah, as you mentioned, we are brought to you by BetMGM. It is 25 to 1 at uh, BetMGM for the Cleveland Browns. It's actually the best number that you can find. Um, You can find a 13 to 1 at Rivers for them to win the AFC. You can find a plus 275 at PointsBet for them to win the AFC North if you are Uh, If you are so inclined, again, you can find all this stuff very easy over at the lines.com. Click on the prop finder button and just type in Cleveland Browns and it'll bring you up all that stuff. So you can easily uh, compare the odds of the various sports books and find the best one out there. If you, you know, if you believe that maybe this is going to go away or whatever for for Deshaun Watson. But what I think this mainly does, though, Stephen, for me, is it at least clears up, I think. And again, I'm just speculating here, but I do believe I. I, I, it does clear up to me a season long suspension. I don't think he's going to get the full season now at this point. And with that, does that mean, you know, do, do we look at, okay, you fade the Browns at the beginning of the year with, with what most likely looks like Jacoby Brissett starting at quarterback for them. Baker Mayfield looking like he's going to be dealt at some point here in the next month or two. Um, And then do you look to try to get in in season and back this team or are you just not interested in the Browns at all? I mean, it is a hell of a division, maybe the toughest division in all of football. The AFC West would have something to say about that as well. But, um, you know, it is I'm I'll put it this way. I was bullish on the Browns last year, as you well know, didn't work out, uh, you know, lost a lot of money on futures for them and things like that. I probably need to see what this version of the Browns looks like before I'd be willing to kind of get back in on them and whatever. So, I mean, you know, look, maybe I, after 10 weeks of the season, Deshaun Watson's played three or four games for them. And it looks like he is still the Deshaun Watson of old. Maybe that could spur some sort of in-season bet for me. But, you know, again, we're also just assuming Deshaun Watson is going to be Deshaun Watson, which we can't say for sure. Yeah. And if it is four games, it's a manageable first four games at Carolina, mm-hmm. home against the Jets, home against Pittsburgh, who could still at that point be starting a rookie quarterback. We don't know. At worst, it's Mitch Trubisky. Uh, and at Atlanta with Marcus Mariota. So they could defense their way to a, a decent record there through four games. Um, so if it is four games, then I would – and I, I am if I am bullish on the Browns, which I'm, I'm mm-hmm. not, but hypothetically – then yeah, it might be worth pulling the trigger earlier on a futures in the event that they still win those games early. And then the hype comes with the Sean Watson, that number is going to get shorter. Um, But just holistically, Matt, I think the AFC is loaded, man. Like if you look across that AFC, you could make cases for eight to 10 teams to make the playoffs. And we saw last year that a team like the Bengals can get hot and go on a run and get to the Super Bowl. So um, I just think it's a murderer's road to get through the AFC side to get to the Super Bowl right now in this era of the NFL. And I'm more inclined to take a shot on a bigger number on an NFC team with some of the question marks that we have in that conference. 
um, whether it be the Packers losing Devontae Adams or the 49ers have uh, quarterback questions or the the Rams have just been running so pure with not much depth on their roster, roster but not having many injuries through the past couple mm-hmm. of years. You could shoot holes in a lot. Tom Brady's 45 freaking years old for the Buccaneers. So um, you could make cases for a team to emerge out of the NFC a lot easier than you can on the AFC. So um, the only way I'd be interested in betting the Browns at this point is if it's sometime in the first quarter or the second quarter of the season, they get off to a slow start, Watson's coming Mm -hmm. back, and we get a heck of a lot juicier number. And even at that point, I'd probably only be interested in the AFC futures to have one less step to get to the final round of that bet, so to speak. You mentioned Tom Brady and uh, the Bucks are going to be without at least two of the guys that, that got them to uh, a pretty good point last year. Of course, we know Antonio Brown was gone before the season was even over last year. And then word comes through again this morning as well that uh, Rob Gronkowski is going to go ahead and retire for a second time. Now, they did bring back Leonard Fournette. They do still have Mike Evans. They do still have Chris Godwin. They signed Russell Gage. And of course, Cameron Brait has been there forever, kind of play in that. Will he ever actually become something role at the tight end mm-hmm. position for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? You look on the defensive side of the ball. They've got Akeem Hicks. They've got Vita Vea. They've got Devin White. I mean, they've got Levante David, Shaq Barrett. I mean, it is not like this, this team um, is, is devoid of talent by any stretch of the imagination. Does Gronk retiring make you think more, less, neutral, anything at all of, of the Tampa Bay Bucks? No, because I was kind of already fading them going into the playoffs mm. last season. Um, I thought that there, that Brady, I think there was evidence to support the argument that um, he was the product of an elite offensive line, um, that the production and the efficiency was going down a little bit. Um, and yes, they almost came back against the Rams in that playoff game, but they were getting their butts kicked for a lot of that as well. So mm. I don't think the ceiling is as high on the Buccaneers as it was in the first season when everything was just hitting on all cylinders in that second half of the year. I do think not having Antonio Brown is significant. He was a big part of that Super Bowl run, big part of their production. I do think not having Chris Godwin for what looks like at least the first month of the season is significant. Um, I will say the one prop market I'm looking out for, I haven't found it yet. But I'm very curious what they're going to line Russell Gage at for his receiving yards Mm. total for the season, because that's an over I might be interested in. I think he's going to have the Chris Godwin role, and I think that there's a chance that he has the Antonio Brown role for the rest of the season when Godwin comes back. And Brady has already emphasized how important he thinks he is to the offense for the Bucs in 2022. So... at the at that short of a number as the Bucks futures are right now, I'm not interested. Yeah, There's some long shots. That's the thing. So looking right life. now, Super Bowl, they're plus seven fifty at the majority of the books out there. Yeah. No thank you. How can to you win justify the NFC, that over the Chiefs yeah. number? Like look at the I Chiefs mean, the number best, right now. How can you justify the, that? The best number you can get on them to win the NFC is at Rivers at plus three fifty. I mean, like you're only getting three fifty for them to win the NFC. The NFC South minus two eighty six. Minus guys, two eighty six <laughs> is the best number you're going to get on them to win the NFC South. And look, I understand it's likely a, just a two team race. It's probably just between them and the Saints. I get that. Maybe if Carolina acquires Baker Mayfield and and Baker Mayfield can look more like twenty nineteen or twenty twenty Baker Mayfield, 
um, that that maybe maybe the Carolina Panthers with listen a team that is not devoid of talent either right I mean Stephen when we look it's they, DJ Moore they've got Robbie Anderson they've got Christian McCaffrey they got Chuba Hubbard who can take some of those carries away from Christian McCaffrey to try to keep him healthy they also have Terrace Marshall who was who came into the league injured so maybe in year two he can do something at the wide receiver position as well so it's it's not like Carolina doesn't have talent they just don't have a quarterback and so you know if Baker can even be somewhat close to what he was in 2020. I, I I don't think the Panthers are going to be just complete doormats or whatever. So minus 286 to me, and by the way, it's minus 300 or longer at every other book outside of Rivers out there. Um, that, that number is just compl- maybe the most unbettable futures number I've seen in all of the NFL markets that are available. 100%. And I'm glad you brought up the Panthers because do I think they're going to win the division if they acquire Baker Mayfield? No, I'm not willing to go that far to bet them at 13 to 1 to win that division. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if Tom Brady gets hurt at 45 years old, all bets are off. So you never know. Yeah. There are some markets in the Panthers that have me very interested, though, because I think if they do acquire Baker, the numbers we're seeing now are going to be gone. Um, this is a team that won five games last year. They went five and 12 with, I think, the absolute worst quarterback play you could have in the NFL last year. It was bad. McCaffrey it was gets hurt than, as well. Like, a whole, yeah. you know, there was just all Terrace Marshall was never healthy. Uh, it was just it, it was basically the worst case scenario for them. And we're lined right now at at BetMGM, our show sponsor, over five and a half wins minus one thirty. There's a minus one twenty five still out there for over five and a half. Those are the last two five and a halfs out there. The rest are at six. So you're telling me that a healthy Baker Mayfield can't be one win better than what we saw the Panthers trot out last year. Like that's, that's an easy bet for me. Like I, Mm -hmm. I don't bet win totals very often because I don't like tying up my money for an entire season. Uh, But the Panthers over five and a half is very attractive to me. I do think that they get Baker at some point here. I think we're starting to see some negotiation on who's going to have to cover how much money in his fifth year option Mm -hmm. And let's not forget, you mentioned all the weapons they already have. They were just missing a quarterback. They added to the offensive line this offseason. And we're talking about a defense that was pretty darn good. Like, I know they had some easy opponents early in the year. But if you look at the entire season, it's hard to shoot many holes through a defense that finished seventh in EPA per play. They finished fourth in success rate. They finished seventh in drop back success rate on defense. So... They have talent on that side of the ball. I literally think that this roster is a quarterback away from being a playoff contender in the NFC. And let's not forget Baker was playing completely hurt last season. If we get the healthy Baker that we saw from two seasons ago, absolutely the Panthers can be a playoff team. And we only need six freaking wins to hit the over on the win total. Looking at the 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 Bucks win total at eleven and a half in this division that we think may not be as locked up as as it seems, you can actually even see over at DraftKings the under money has has started to come in on this on this uh, Bucks squad. The the under eleven and a half juice to minus one twenty there. You can still find one tens on both sides. Um, for me, Stephen, I'm. I mean, look, the under's the only way you can go, right? I mean, like, there's just no. I I, I can't imagine betting an over, and so I need twelve. I need a twelve win team out of a team that again has to basically run pretty pure with a team that is fairly old. Now they have got great players, 
But Mike Evans is no longer a spring chicken. Leonard Fournette is no longer a spring chicken. We talk about these defensive guys, Akeem Hicks, Vita Vea, Devin White, Levante David, Shaq Barrett. They're all great players. They are all not in their low 20s anymore, right? I mean, like we're talking about we need this team to run pretty pure from a health standpoint. Um, It's under or nothing for me on Tampa for sure. Eight of their 17 games, pretty tough. At Dallas, Mm -hmm. against Green Bay, against Kansas City, uh, hosting Baltimore, hosting the Rams, at Cleveland, at San Francisco, home against Cincinnati and Joe Burrow. And we didn't mention they still have to play the Saints twice, who they've struggled with in recent years. That's a really tough friggin' schedule to get the 12 wins. Just as an overall, you know, overarching deal here. Um, if you're wondering what the what the Super Bowl odds are on all of the teams out there, which is yes, they're already up. We understand it's it's early. The Bills <laughs> are your favorite. The Bills come in. Uh, the highest you can find is a seven to one on the Bills, seven and a half to one on the Bucks. The Chiefs are sitting at ten to one. So your third short shot in this is the Chiefs. Steven, I can't get there with that. I think that that is way too short in a division that I think is basically the division of death and mm. a conference that, as you just mentioned a few minutes ago, is so ridiculously deep. Uh, the 10 to one on the Chiefs, I think, is egregious and no way in the world would I recommend that to anybody. I think you will get an exponent. If you're bullish on the Chiefs, I will go on record as saying you will get an exponentially better number on the Chiefs in season than you can find at then you will get at 10 to 1 right now. We did last year and obviously yeah. they blew it and fell short against the Bengals but when they had that slow start I think we were seeing 15 maybe even 20 at mm-hmm. one point when we thought they were going to have to go on a run just to make the playoffs so uh it's possible it happened last year it could happen again they have really tough opponents to start the year first 5 weeks Arizona Chargers Colts Bucks yeah. Raiders oh first 6 weeks oh my god first seven first 7 weeks before the bye for the for the Chiefs Cardinals, Chargers, Colts, Bucks, Raiders, Bills, 49ers. That's yeah. insane, man. You're going to get you're going to get 16, 17, 18. You might even get 20 to 1 because they might come out of that stretch 4 and 3 and on a bad case scenario 3 and 4. So I I'm I would I I mean like again, do not bet the 10 to 1 right now. You are going to get a better number than 10 to 1. I, I can almost guarantee that. I think as far as the futures go, from some of these teams out there. I mean, if you're looking to take a flyer, sometimes people want to have the 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 long shot ticket in their in their account. I mean, at DraftKings, the Giants are 130 to 1. I think that division in general is up for grabs. Now, I have a ticket on the Eagles to win that division, but um at the end of the day, we're just trying to get into the tournament here. And if you can get into the tournament, like as you mentioned, teams get hot and can rattle off a, several, a bunch of wins. I think Brian Dayball is, I think he's sharp. And I think Dayball is going to make a change to this Giants team. Now, is Daniel Jones terrible? We don't know. Like, he might actually be just terrible. And if that's the case, they're not going to win anything. But maybe Brian Dayball, who, by the way, somehow being in a backup quarterback role, got Mitch Trubisky a starting gig in, in for the Steelers by just showing what, what he was able to do with him in pregame, you know, in, in preseason stuff and mop-up duty. Um, I think Dayball's an actually, I think he's a sharp guy. And so it wouldn't surprise me if the Giants were able to at least compete 
in that division that I honestly believe is 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 super up for grabs. And so uh, I don't hate a super, super long shot ticket like that to have in the account. And then again, if you get to a point where they make the playoffs and start playing some, you know, winning a game or two, then you can really, really hedge off and guarantee yourself a, a bunch of money. So uh, just some just some thoughts there on on a bomb if you're looking to make a bomb. Giants with Dable or Panthers with Baker Mayfield, both 130 to one. Uh, I th- well, the only reason I say the Giants is just because I think that division is ripe for the picking, right? Like, I still think that's Tampa's division so long as Brady stays healthy and those receivers stay healthy and all that, which I know is a big ask because, again, they're all older. But uh, I don't – the Cowboys lost a lot of players. Like, the Cowboys are not going to be near as, as good, right? And now the Eagles are much better. And, again, I think they're my pick to win that division. But, hey, again, Jalen Hurts might suck. That's the other thing, right? I mean, like, we think he's going to be better. We th- all the signs point that he could be better, but he might suck too. So They're like if the that's most the most run case, heavy team in the league last year because yeah. they were concerned he sucked. That's when they started winning when they stopped passing. So I think that that's fairly interesting. So uh, again, bomb plays. We'll continue to talk. Listen, we're going to continue to talk NFL all the way up until kickoff. So just be sure and check out the lines and and the podcast here, and we'll be uh, we'll keep you updated on any bets that hit our accounts along the way. Bet basketball, baseball, or hockey with a risk-free bet up to $600 at BetMGM. Sign up and use bonus code THELINES and you're on your way with the king of sportsbooks. Get the BetMGM app today and use promo code THELINES to make a risk-free bet up to $600. This is a new customer offer. Paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call one 800 5 522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. And 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa and Tennessee. Call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. We just wrapped up the NBA season. We have the NBA draft that is coming to us, but it's never too early for the championship odds to come out, which they have already. The best you're going to find on the Warriors is six to one at DraftKings, Celtics seven to one at FanDuel, Clippers eight to one at Caesars, Nets nine to one at Rivers. Um, you can find the Bucks at eight to one. You can find the Suns at ten to one, and then everybody else is sixteen to one. Or longer, uh, Stephen. I think the only the only thing that I would say here, my caveat to any of this, would be if you are so inclined to get in on any of these teams, um, tread lightly with the Nets because we do not know this Kyrie Irving situation with them, and he has the he has the option to opt out, and if he were to leave that Nets team, that number is going to get monstrously bigger and so i i'm not going to say it's an it's unbettable because hey look a nine to one at rivers actually is pretty enticing if this team is coming back as constructed but we don't know that for sure so just tread lightly there i'm from philadelphia i've gone through this this process and uh i've i've had enough of betting on Ben Simmons in any way, shape or form, especially <laughs> when it comes to the playoffs. So uh, anybody that wants to bet the Nets next year with Ben Simmons, by all means, you have at it. 
I'll tell you the team that intrigues me the most from a futures perspective that is at least relatively long shot. You can find a 22 to one on the Nuggets and you can find a 60 to one on the Pelicans. And the Pelicans looked pretty damn good this year towards the end of the season, especially after they acquired McCollum and he got into the rhythm and all that. And and they're going to get Zion back. They have a couple of young guys that contributed for them down the stretch last year as well. They'll have a year of experience under their belt. I'm not saying that the Pelicans are going to win the NBA championship. What I'm saying is, is if you played this season out 60 times because you're getting a six to one, I think they would win it one out of 60 times. And so therein lies at least a decent bet to have in your account. And further, it's because that number, which, by the way, you can find all the numbers over on the lines is rogue because most of the books are at 45 ish, you know, 40, 45. There's a 50, but like 60 is 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 a kind of a rogue number out there on the Pelicans. And. I think at least they have a chance to be frisky this year. Yeah, I can't disagree with you based on the rogue number. That's for sure. They have talent. They uh, they were pretty pesky down the stretch with mm-hmm. McCollum added and, um, you know, getting a, a big zero from Zion. So um, three times the odds almost as the Nuggets with their two big players coming back mm-hmm. off of injury with, with um, Porter and Murray. So... That's interesting to me for sure. Um, it's just, just, just try to remember when you're talking about NBA futures that it's not often where you get a huge long shot winning the title. We could have situations like this past year where the Celtics get to the finals uh, but fall short the year before. The Suns would have been the longest shot to win the title ever fall short to the bucks. So this is the one sport where it's rare <clears throat> for us to get a 40 to one shot or longer to win the title. So keep that in mind. All that being said among the teams at the top of the board to see the Milwaukee Bucks sitting as the fifth or sixth choice right now around eight to one with what I, who I think is the best player on the planet in Giannis mm-hmm. and having suffered an injury to their second best player in Middleton in this postseason, um, That's interesting to me because I think as fully constructed, maybe they add a couple more pieces this off season. I, I don't know why they're behind the Clippers yeah. and the Nets. Yeah, no, I think the bucks of the short shots, easy, like no brainer for me. That would be the bet for me of the short shots. Like, like not even a question. That would be the, that would be the number that I would be taking would be the eight to one on the bucks. Um, we'll know more about these teams here in a couple of days. Cause we do have the NBA draft coming up. Now, listen, Steven and I are not NBA draft gurus. We're not going to pretend to be, there is content up over on the lines. Be sure head over there, take a look, look, there's three guys that could go. Number one, it's not going to be anything. There's going to be nothing crazy happen here. It's either going to be Jamar Jabari Smith. It's either going to be Chet Holmgren, or it's going to be Paulo Boncaro. Paulo Boncaro's odds have plummeted over the last 72 hours. There's been some mock drafts come out that have him going number one. There's been some big boards that have come out that said that he's the the guy that can contribute the quickest. There's a bunch of stuff talking about the upside of Holmgren and the upside of Jabari Smith. So basically, it just comes down to what the Magic want to do, whether they want to draft for upside or whether they want to draft for someone they think they can come in, contribute at the uh, very beginning here or hell, Steven, maybe they trade the pick out of there. Who knows? But um, again, we have content over on the lines. We're talking about it over in the discord, things like that. You and I aren't going to sit here and pretend to be uh, NBA draft gurus or anything like that. 
For sure. And you can go to Twitter to our lead writer at Eli Hershkovich, college basketball guru, dipping his toes as well into the NBA draft here with his knowledge and, and a lot of contacts around the NBA industry. So you can follow him at Eli Hershkovich and check out what he's been writing about the NBA draft and odds and a couple of um, you know lottery over under bets that he likes as well. Yeah, the interesting thing, really, if you want to watch the draft is going to be what ends up happening at number four, um, just from a just from a fan standpoint, because the Kings currently hold the four pick, but the overall consensus four guy is Jaden Ivy. He's a guard. Of course, they already have De'Aaron Fox. And so it would be a very interesting. It's a very interesting pick because the, the consensus here is that they would be looking to trade out who wants to move up into that number four spot and take a Jaden Ivy um, who could come in and, and kind of contribute you know, right off the bat here, he's, he's 20. So it's not like he's a, a super young kid, a guy that can come in and, and, uh, and, and help somebody out. So it looks like the Kings want to move that fourth pick. And so who decides they want to move up and, and take Jaden Ivy. So really just from a fan standpoint, um, that will be the most interesting part of the draft. I think is, is who, who makes that move? Because look, the Thunder ain't winning anytime soon. The Rockets ain't winning anytime soon. The Magic ain't winning anytime soon. But maybe a contender trades up into that four slot and tries to get a hold of, of Jaden Ivey. So that's uh, that's that's the only interesting thing for me, Stephen. Any any final words for you from the NBA draft? Yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, whatever. I'll watch. Not, we'll see what happens. Sorry. Yeah, I'll watch. We'll see what happens. We'll uh, we'll go from there. Uh, guys, I want to close things out here, just talking a little bit about golf and just how we're going to approach it. Um, you know, as we close out the season here, we only have one major left. If you were following along with the Megapods, if you've been following along over on the Discord and all that, we hit Matthew Fitzpatrick this week. Seventh outright pick for me um, this season. We've made a lot of money betting golf this year. Um, hopefully that carries over in the NFL, but hey. Betting can be a cruel bitch, and so maybe it won't. And uh, maybe I'll get, I'll get shot down and kicked real quick. As to uh, as to the reminder is how cruel betting can be. But uh, Stephen, I think for me, what I've just what I'm going to carry over here into this latter half part of, of the season is for my outright guys. I mean, literally, literally, I, I, I'm going to have a very very tough time betting on dudes without win equity. And you're going to look at me and you're going to say, Matt, that was Fitzpatrick's first. Major one, you're correct. Two, I bet that a month. Le- I bet that I bet that a month before leading into to the tournament based off of Fitzpatrick's form, and I was actually scared he was going to win a tournament between when I bet it and when the and when the U.S. Open rolled around, and that I wasn't going to be able to get the number that I got. By the way, that number did go away. I got thirty nine to one. It probably went off about twenty eight to one at most places like that. Uh, a low scoring grinder fest fits a guy like Fitzpatrick he's never going to win a birdie fest that's just kind of like the tournament played out is a great is a good handicap that, that manifested but from a golf standpoint moving forward Steve I mean look you know I love Will Zalatoris I I'm you know I had an outright on him so I was kind of free rolling there at the end um, of the U.S. Open but that said until he kind of gets over the hump I'm fine betting top tens on him and cashing those tickets or betting top fives on him cashing those tickets and, and all that but you know I think that we do have to continue to think if we're playing these outrights, what is the true win equity on these guys? How long can Zalatoris get by missing as many fairways as he does and just being able to 
to play out of the rough and and get these things in close and all that. Like maybe he's just super special. Maybe he's a dude that will be able to make a career out of doing that. But not a lot of guys have been able to do that, right? I mean, like sometimes you got to figure out how to get better. Sometimes you got to improve. And and so until I kind of start to see that stuff, maybe he's not a guy that makes the outright card. Some of these other guys that you and I like to bet, you know, the the Lowry's of the world and the whatever and stuff like that, you know, the win equity just so low on these dudes. And so I think I'm just going to, and I might miss out. I'm willing to miss out, but I think these guys are going to have to start falling off my card. For sure. And to me, I think you're saying this without saying it, but a lot of it is dependent on the numbers we're getting too. Yeah. And the reason I think you're saying that about Will Zalatoris is because, you know, I've been a victim of it too. I had Will Zalatoris to win the Masters last year at 50 to one, mm-hmm. finished just short of Hideki Matsuyama. Had, I believe a number close to 50 to one again for the Farmers Insurance Open. Couldn't make one more putt and Luke List backdoors him and upsets him in a playoff. So, but now he's done that so many times that he's being priced like a multiple time winner on the PGA Tour. So you're getting half the odds on him. Now the value's gone. So, you know, it's always dependent on the number for me because it's a lot easier to include a guy like that at 50 to one and still have a robust outright card than it is to include a guy like that at 25 to one yep. and have to sacrifice a couple other names that have a pretty decent shot of contending in that tournament. So that's kind of the takeaways I've had on a guy like Will Zalatoris and a guy like Mito Pereira as well that came close mm-hmm. at winning in a huge number at the PGA. Um, so. And and the other holistic takeaway I have on this golf season is to be patient. Do not try and make up for a, mm-hmm. a long streak of not hitting an outright by going harder the next tournament. You have to have patience because you and I have had very similar opinions on a lot of these tournaments and a yeah. lot of players that we both played. It just so happens that you have seven outrights and are running hot. I only have three outrights, and since my last outright, I've had seven different golfers finish in second place or one stroke off the lead at the end of the tournament. So you have to trust your process if you're having results like that and not get frustrated. I'm thankful that I'm still scratching out a small profit on this golf season and have to understand that not not every year for me is going to be like it was last year when I had a 50-unit plus season. So. Trust the process and understand the game of golf and the way it's going to turn out sometimes. And I think the perfect example of that was the Matt Fitzpatrick, Will Zalatoris closing stretch in the U.S. Open, where it really came down to Matthew Fitzpatrick hitting a monster long putt. Without that monster long putt on the back nine of the U.S. Open on Sunday, Will Zalatoris' putt would have been to win instead of having to survive and get to a playoff. Yeah. And, and last thing for me, and we preach this every single time that we do these podcasts, but I I just, I want to drive it home in case these are first time viewers or listeners, something like that, but please, please, please play the placement markets. Please keep your bankroll steady. And if you're only playing outrights, it's just drain, 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 like try and understand that if you want to actually do this and make a profit and stuff that you have to play these placement markets, you have to play the top 40s and the top 20s and the top, you know, whatever South Koreans and this, that and the other. Can I ask you a question about that real quick? Just to give the new betters even further context. So you and I, I think typically we'll put three units on outrights every week. So how much, how many units would you say you're mixing into these finishing markets just to kind of balance it out? Yeah. So I put, 
10x into like placement and head to heads than I do into outrights because that's just how I'm doing this to make a pro like I I I feel confident enough that I, I'm trying to like make a profit betting golf and stuff. And I, I know that I've done it long enough to know that you're only going to hit outrights every now and then. Right. And so like the only way to do that mm -hmm. is, is feel confident in your read on the tournament and find some head to heads that you feel are favorable to you. Find some three balls, find these top 40 and top 20 markets that, that look like a, a little bit, the numbers off or whatever and, and tackle after those. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm much, much, much more heavy into that part of it than I am the outrights. And I understand it's not as sexy, because like everyone loves to cash the big tickets, the 25s, the 30s, the 40s, the 100 to 1s and things like that, whatnot. I get it. But, you know, one golfer out of 156 wins these tournaments, you know, right. like one guy out of 156. But you can get 40 guys finishing the top 40 or, you know, if there's ties even more than that and and, and all that. So just uh, and all the way. Also, shout out to MGM because they pay ties in full. So just keep that in mind as well. If you're playing these um out there to read your books rules on dead heats and whether they pay ties in full or whether they chop it up because you always, even if it's a slightly worse number, you always want the ties in full. So be sure and, and, and play those every chance that you get. Yeah. And just to put a bow on it for me, uh, I, I want to share my personal story of when I first started mm -hmm. betting golf and was, you know, betting very small amounts. Um, you know, we're talking, I wouldn't bet more than a hundred hours on an entire golf tournament and was able to over time turn what started as $200 into two, into 10,000 over, mm -hmm. you know, 18 months or so. So at the very beginning for me, it was putting, you know, if we're using a hundred hours as a baseline, $50 on outrights, $50 on, on the other markets. Um, and trying to figure it out, or you can even go a little less. You can go 40 on outrights and 60 on, uh, on the other markets to try and balance that out a little bit. Um, if you don't have the bankroll to put 10 units yeah. on every single golf tournament. Yeah, absolutely guys. And just, uh, you know, we're, we're trying as hard as we can as well to help out with all that. So just be sure and, and check out our content that we've got. And then over in the discord, we got some good, uh, we got some good guy, golf guys over there who like to sit and talk golf. And so uh, get some insight on the various things that they're picking up as well. Guys, if you're, if you're listening to this audio only subscribe, rate review, do appreciate that. Would really, really, really enjoy that. Um, all those five-star reviews help us climb up the charts and people can find this thing. And if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. And then if there's anything you want us to talk about, if there's any subject you want us to talk about as we lead into NFL season, any markets you want us to hit on, let us know in the comment section as well, because Hey, look, we'll, we'll dive into it. If there's something you guys are interested in, we'll at least talk through it. There might not be a bet to be had on our, in our opinion, but we'll at least talk through it and give you our opinion on, uh, on what those things look like. So be sure to leave that in the comment section down below as well. If you want to follow Steven on the Twitter machine at Steven Anders one, you want to follow me at Matt Brown M2. And until then, guys, good luck on all your bets. <laughs>